Although the characters we discuss are fictional, the challenges people face every day are not. The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Jedi Council Podcast, where we explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. Hey folks, welcome back to the next episode of the Jedi Council Podcast. You know what, I'm going to stop saying that, I've decided, because we have a new intro, and right before that, the intro says, Jedi Council Podcast, where we explore mental health and your favorite fictional character. And I feel weird, because I listened to the other episode we did today, and it does repeat double. I didn't even notice that, that's yeah. funny. So what we need to think of a new opening, live, on the air, right now. I mean, podcasts aren't live, <laughs> on the air. To us, sure. they are, they but are. we record them. So, maybe... Instead of saying, welcome to the next episode of the Jedi Clowns Podcast, which I've traditionally done and adopted a long time ago, mm-hmm. I think. Maybe not since the very beginning. Pretty close, Pretty though. close, yeah. Which this is a... Well, so we haven't counted some of the bonus episodes, some of the numbering skips those, but this is like, maybe our like 76th episode, too, which is pretty amazing. It is. Uh, it seems like we were just like in like the 20s, not yeah. that long ago. Yeah, it's... We've been really committed to doing at least one per week, though. Yeah, so. I, I've, there's been very few weeks that we've missed... Um, so I'm pretty proud of us. But anyway, alas. <laughs> but uh, you, the listeners, back to you. <laughs> back to you. So our, our new opening, maybe I'll just jump right in and be like, hey, Katie, how are you? That feels a little like there's no lead up to that. That's though. true. But I was listening to Trends Like These by Travis McElroy and Brent Black, a news uh, trending news podcast. And I like how they do the opening because they have their little intro bit where they do the awesome rhyming and then the, yeah. they introduce the third hilarious not guest and then they just go travis brent that's kind of nice it is i don't know if i want to just directly steal that but maybe we can even call each other travis and brent i like that a see lot how it goes. <laughs> which one are you i mean i don't know i guess my first response was brent because he has really nice facial hair that i w- would like to emulate but travis has been known to have a pretty nice beard too and if there's one thing that when I'm choosing uh, um, a pseudonym, it's based particularly on facial hair. It's a really weird specific fact about me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Sounds know. good. I like them both. So, Brandon, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. That's good. Uh, how are you, Katie? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about... Justice League. Heck yeah. Just went and saw that last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, first impressions here. I haven't had a lot of time to sort of percolate on my responses, but I feel like I'm ready to talk about it. Yes. So should we start with sort of the normal, uh, what did we like, what didn't we like, and then overall impression? Is that what that sounds do? good. And I actually haven't read any reviews on it other than the much-coveted Gail Simone Seal of Approval yes. tweet. Yep, she said she loved it. Yeah. Along with a few comic artists that we follow, I've seen. Uh, here's a uh, trending news for you. It's officially rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. Is as it? Of today. Oh, yep. Yep. see that? And there was actually some controversy about that because apparently somewhere in the corporate chain, WB owns... Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, uh, and so people were speculating that they withheld the reviews until after, uh, you know, the critic reviews, until after it was released to try to encourage more people to go. 
because um, they knew it wouldn't be getting. I'm noticing the audience score is pretty good, though, but the critical review is 40%. Yeah. Rotten. <laughs> that hurts, especially after that glowing 92% score, 92% fresh score. You know score. what? If, so, uh, Justice League spoilers, of course, as always. Oh, yeah, lots of reviews. spoilers. You've been warned. Um, And, you know, I liked Thor just fine, but I thought Justice League was just as good as Thor. I did, too. And one thing that I think that... Gail Simone said, which you probably read too, is that Marvel movies seem very polished, right? They do. And she said, I kind of like rough edges, and it's kind of reflecting a preference type thing. Yeah. And then I saw that someone who had tweeted back to her said something like, you know, there are these touching moments, at least in Thor, but sometimes uh, this person's opinion, they're a little undermined by there always being something jokey added mm-hmm. to it. And so... You know, I think that does, like we've talked about, get to kind of preferences. And I think I tend to lean more towards, I love funny stuff and I loved Thor. But I also like a more serious, like, yeah. touching type movie. And mm-hmm. so it's it's interesting. I will read, like, what some of the critics said. I mean, overall, I enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed was similar to how we've talked about with the Avengers. We were kind of talked about how, well... I I feel that when you pull a bunch of the characters together, I notice that I do prefer... It's fun to see them interact with each other. Mm-hmm. I really like that. But I like a little more time spent on each person's story and going yeah. more in depth. Mm-hmm. And so I felt really hooked into... They did give shed some light onto what was going on with each of them. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, ultimately a lot of them have their own individuals or will have their own individual movies to go more in depth. And I think I just like that kind of movie. It's hard for me when you get like a little taste of what's going on, but then it yeah. flips back and forth. So I like seeing them interact, but similar to Avengers, I think I enjoy when it's more focused on one or two characters at a time so that you can get a greater sense of what's going on with them. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think to Marvel's credit, they really spend the time putting down the foundation and exploring the individual characters with their individual films before they did the Avengers. And, you know, for but to be fair, I don't think the first Captain America is that good. And I don't think the first I meant Thor the Defenders, sorry. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That was probably confusing. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. No, that's I meant okay. the Defenders, but I said it wrong. That's okay. Uh, Defenders is good too, and and I and I, I'm not sure where I'm at in my train of thought. But <laughs> I threw you for a little. We'll continue okay. your thought as though I well, hadn't misspoke. Sure. And well, I think this is true for Defenders as well. Is they spent the time to establish the characters individually before putting them together in the group movie, yeah, or series. And I liked. I found with the Defenders that I liked the individual series a bit more because even yeah. though again, it, same what I meant to say, if I had used the right name, the right a lot show, of superhero groups. So don't there worry about are it. is that that I prefer their individual series where you get yeah. to see some interactions because they show up in each other's series, but it's more focused and more in depth. That's just my personal preference. I think that's very true for the Defenders, um, which. We never actually covered, did we? No. We both. I finally just finished it this okay. week, so I guess there wasn't time. But yeah, I thought I thought that was particularly true. Defenders felt very, um, I don't know what's the right word, watered down to me. It, yeah, there wasn't a lot there. I'm bored with the hand. Like I don't really care about mm-hmm. the hand anymore. They're sort of, uh, I mean, they were meant to be so like omnipresent and powerful, but I mean, I don't know. I thought it was a little boring, mm-hmm. and also like. Didn't really get. 
this is turning into Defenders episode, which is okay. <laughs> but the dragon bones were sort of weird and like I don't know why could only the Iron Fist punch open that wall? Like mm-hmm. we have modern excavating like equipment now. I don't know. <laughs> this is a lot of stuff. No, I felt the same way. Like I enjoyed watching it, but I wasn't in a rush to get through all of it. And it's yeah, nothing compared to like say watching Jessica Jones or Luke Cage, right. where it's just this incredible depth in the story. And I still like the characters interacting, yeah. but it was more like following an action, a yeah. simpler oh, yeah. line. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Also. Why did they have to reveal at the end that Daredevil survived? First of all, yeah. how did he survive? He was like a mile under the earth and oh, bombs went off and crushed him. And then like, why not just leave that as a cliffhanger? Like it was ob- yeah. it was so obvious he was right. still alive. But like, why not give a little suspense? Yeah, well like they did with Batman versus Superman. Another one that was not well reviewed but that, that we liked where it's like they show Superman, right? They show a little of the dirt kind yep. of floating kind of up on his casket. Yep. So there's a hint, but it's not like, yeah, he's definitely back. But, you yeah. you know, I mean, obviously we knew that going in, yeah. but we didn't know exactly how it was going to happen in Justice League. Were you surprised by how it happened? Yeah, I honestly, I think the thing that was most surprising to me was Cyborg. I know the least about Cyborg. Mm-hmm. I have read a little from DC Rebirth about Cyborg. But the way they connected the central plot of like those energy boxes yep. and Cyborg being connected, and that that's how Superman came back, I almost thought like he would regenerate or something and just yeah. like come back because his body is so strong or something. I thought that would have been a little better, mm-hmm. to be honest. I thought that there, I take a few issues a little bit with how they can conceptualize Batman in this. Did you feel like it was a real accurate Batman, just sort of to the comics or how you think about Batman? I I had mentioned to you, Mm -hmm. I felt there were, like, I felt really sad about how Batman was because it's like he, you know, he talks about kind of Wonder Woman and Superman are the beacons of hope and they can be the leaders. And in one sense, there's some humility to it. But then he says that Superman is more of a human than he is. Yeah. And so that to me, like, was real dark. And I felt like found myself feeling really upset by that but i also thought it was interesting the dynamic that he's pushing wonder woman to be the leader when it's like she's been around for a long time and she's Mm -hmm. super strong and i get i almost felt like it seemed a little her character which is going away from deviating from batman seemed like knowing wonder woman and how long it's been since steve trevor and since the end of the wonder woman movie she's kind of back in action it seemed weird to me Mm -hmm. that she's like I don't know, almost a hundred years later, yeah. not still not willing to lead without Batman pushing her into that mm-hmm. direction by provoking her. Yeah. So I thought that was a little weird. That but anyway, what were you thinking with Batman? Now that I'm reflecting on uh-huh. it, maybe I don't have as much of a problem with it. Maybe it was some of this, the specific dialogue or something, but some of it felt a little bit maybe forced when he just kept saying like, well, I have a contingency. And it's like, yeah. that's a natural part of the character that maybe doesn't necessarily have to, like you can show that. Yeah, um, yeah, I see what you're saying. So some of that stuff felt maybe a little like on the nose is the right way yeah. to describe it. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I actually think you raise a really good point with Wonder Woman too, that she wasn't really around. Like, So she left uh, Themyscira and then she wasn't really around for a terribly long time. Like, how long were the events of Wonder Woman? Like, I don't know. What would you 
a, a few months maybe yeah where she left the mascara and then like went into exile for a hundred years after after only being around for a few months that is a little weird isn't it especially because the hint at that in the show is like it's right after she lost steve trevor and all like yeah you could have a delayed effect but she's back into saving people and it was a weird contrast to me that like not was because i noticed on one hand that it's like she was more confident in herself than yeah. the origin stories which totally makes sense but then it was like countered with this like but i don't want to take a risk again because the last time i led i lost steve trevor i'm not saying she wouldn't have that but to the point where batman has to push her to it now there was a nice complimentary where she where her empathy and heart yeah and stuff like that leads to him deciding to go with Lois Lane as a contingency plan yeah. versus, like, I don't know, a kryptonite, right. whatever. Which is sort of what I expected. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And so I guess they do show that they're complementary yeah. towards each other, you know. Um, but it just seemed, and I do think that, that Diana was portrayed well. I mean, when she's talking to Cyborg and yeah. she's very empathic and she's kind of like, I laid it out there and now it's up to him. Like, she's not pushy yeah. towards him. She has a nice, I mean, her kindness and all that stuff is really important. I thought her action scenes were really great. Yeah. I mean, she's, I was, it's amazing though. I mean, she fights Superman. He's clearly like, she's so strong, oh, yeah. but like, but... he's clearly so much stronger than mm. all of them. I mean, poor Batman got flipped around a lot. And thrown. <laughs> yeah. I, on that point, if I uh-huh. can mention quick, I really actually liked, uh, it was actually kind of like the one Roman and the audience at the same time realizing that Batman isn't bulletproof. He isn't immortal. And because one Roman punches Batman at one point when he kind of takes a jab at her about Steve Trevor, mm-hmm. she hits him hard enough to knock him back 10 feet into a like yeah. container, which is like, I've never been knocked back 10 feet, but I have to assume it's a significant amount of force. And I thought that was really cool because later she sees like how hurt he is by yeah. fighting Superman. And I think it kind of shows the level of respect that he kind of gets because like they don't see him as just being a normal person but that's just all he like yeah obviously a well-trained and wealthy but he's just a human he doesn't have the superpowers to recover like a lot of other ones so i thought that was cool and i don't know whether that was intentional but that's kind of like how i followed that uh little plot line and i thought that was neat to kind of watch her pit him like that and then like kind of be like oh yeah like He's just a person. Yeah, and I think, and also, like, the idea, and I think they hinted at this a little in Batman vs. Superman, that, like, he's getting older and can't do this mm-hmm. forever. It's such a big part of his identity that it's difficult. And But he's clearly coming to terms with that, too. It seems like she has to, his, like, shoulders dislocated yeah. or something, and she puts it back in its socket, yeah. which looks horribly painful. Oh, yeah. And despite the fact that he spends all this time, like, keeping in shape and training and all that stuff, like... There's a limit to it, and it does almost seem like he, I guess, you know, is letting go of some control Mm -hmm. in his way, but he's... So do you think that's consistent with Batman's character that, like, to try to get Wonder Woman to lead, he would kind of be, like, like, kind of, uh, I guess, saying, like, why aren't you a beacon of hope? Why have you been hiding out? Like, Uh, I'm not sure. I certainly think it's probably his way to manipulate her into yeah. leaving because that's sort of his approach with people is to manipulate them a okay. little bit to do what he Um I liked that that was sort of mirrored by his interactions with the Flash, which are opposite in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like when the Flash is really scared to fight Steppenwolf the first time and he says, just save one person. Like, yeah. That was nice. And 
I don't know. So he takes a little bit of a softer touch, I think, with the people who he thinks maybe can't handle that sort of approach. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe he does, like, kind of tailor it a little bit yeah. to whoever the people are. And, again, like, he expresses humility. He's like, look, we just got to save the world this one time, and then you can hang out in the shadows yeah. like me, basically. You know, he acknowledges yeah. that. Yeah, tells her he can even put on a bat costume and he won't sue her. That's right, exactly. So, like, he acknowledges, like, he is actually the one who has um, not dealt with trauma and yeah. loss and has really kind of behaved this way. Maybe he wants different for her or something. And, you know, she she is a demigod, so she's got yeah. some other things working for her, you know, uh, against that. So, I, so anyway, it, it was interesting. They cut that funny interaction between them, though, right, unless I just totally missed it, that they had in some of the early trailers where they're compiling the team and he's yeah. like, more or less, and she's like, yeah. more, more, or more or less, or whatever. I've noticed a few things like that that yeah. were missing from the trailers, and I don't want to ever like that, which mm-hmm. always feels a little weird to me. Even, like, uh, maybe you saw the trailer where Clark asks her about asks Lois Lane about the ring. He's like, is that a yes? Yeah. That wasn't in there. Or when Batman gets into the Nightcrawler and he says, my turn, that wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that, so... Maybe that speaks to some of the reshooting and re-editing that kind of went down, I guess. Yeah, I th- I think so. Um, but I, I wish that would have been in there, because that was a fun scene. I like the dynamic between Bruce and Diana. I do, too. I think that they, you know, they clearly have a lot of respect and regard for each other, but um, maybe push each other a little in their own ways. And again, you know... I, Diana clearly was very much in love with Steve Trevor and was very impacted by that, but it just seemed like, I I guess it depends what he means by her withdrawing for a hundred years or something. It just, like, it's not like, she's obviously not totally withdrawn, but the idea that she wouldn't take a leadership position, I have to believe, like we were saying in that time, that she's done things that put people's lives at risk, you know? So it was a little hard for me to understand that, but... I'm always happy to see her. I mean, I think that she does a great job, mm-hmm. and, like, I do think, like, it's true to her. And I saw Gail Simone was commenting on that, too, that it's hard to do, but they do really show her empathy, her strength, her compassion, and her confidence. So that was good. But enough about Wonder Woman. I obviously love Wonder Woman. <laughs> I, I have one last question about that. Oh, do you sure. think some of his stuff is related to, like, insecurity about being able to lead and... uh guilt related to his part in superman dying and that's why he sort of does not want to be at the forefront of the group yeah i it did seem like he doesn't forgive himself mm-hmm. even though like and wonder one's kind of like that's not your fault that yeah. that happened but he has a hard time he he has a hard time accepting when he's not able to save things and of course like in batman versus superman like he does become really angry at superman mm-hmm. and like he you know so I think that that's, yeah, I think that's part of it, too, is that he doesn't see himself as, as good or, like, as Diana and Superman are. Mm-hmm. And, like, part of it is because of blaming himself, yeah, yeah. which is very sad. Mm-hmm. All right. Other characters. Uh, are there any other characters? Well, <laughs> well, speaking of Superman, I mean, Superman is pretty pissed when he comes back to life and, of course, can't help if you're me and a big Buffy fan thinking about when Buffy's friends bring her back from the dead because yeah. they need her and she's like she's like kind of pissed <laughs> and like you know Clark gets over it when he sees Lois and yeah. then at the end he like specifically says like I'm glad I'm alive yeah. or something like that but he's pretty angry he's like you won't let me live and you won't let me die yeah. <laughs> whatever 
I like the uh, circling back to the line from Batman versus mm-hmm. Superman too, when it looks like Superman's about to just like break Batman apart and asks him if he bleeds, which is what Batman asks. Yeah, Superman. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, Superman wasn't in a lot of the movie. Uh, he was in the like last third, probably, or maybe twenty five percent, but certainly lighthearted and yes. lots more jokes and lots more fun. Which I thought was good. Yeah, and, and sweet moments, yeah. too. Mm, you know, with yeah. his mom and with yes. Lois. I mean, their love story is just very sweet to watch. Yeah, so that was good. I mm-hmm. liked Superman. I liked the competition between Superman and Flash being faster. Yeah. That's one of my favorite frames from a comic, actually, is uh, Superman and Flash. I don't know. I can't remember exactly where they're going, but they both take off. And uh, maybe Superman is trying to catch Flash. I can't even remember exactly what it is, but... Uh, Superman says, you know, we've we've always been equal in races. And Flash says, those races were for charity, Clark. And then <laughs> just tears away and shows that he's significantly faster than Superman. I always thought that was a really cool that uh, is, from the comics. because I would have probably put my money on Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently it's not even close. Because he makes, like, even the super strong other heroes look kind of weak in comparison to They him. really ramped him up for this one, I yeah. thought. Yeah. His power level seemed a little higher than, than even... In like Batman versus Superman, I, I thought, thought Wonder Woman would have been closer to his power level, so but when they're fighting Steppenwolf, like he's clearly the only one who has yeah. like any significant impact mm-hmm. on him. I mean, Steppenwolf's just throwing them against yeah. the wall, you know. I did like the teamwork though between Superman and Wonder Woman to yeah. break his axe apart. That was cool. That was really cool, and I yeah, I mean, I think they do a nice job especially during the end scene, like, showing why they're better as a team than individual, and that's one of the themes is because... And they show, like... Well, even, I mean, when they're in that tunnel and it starts to flood and Aquaman shows up and he, like, he stops the water for a while, or Cyborg is able to take over and, you know, like, pilot some of Batman's... Like, they do a nice job of Mm -hmm. showing, like, why they're actually better combining their strengths Mm -hmm. than being loners, which a lot of them seem that they're kind of like that yeah yeah. so um the flash was great he did remind me a little of as i was saying before uh spider-man and spider-man homecoming Mm -hmm. like kind of just like upbeat and excited to be there kind of like young nervous about bugs innocent a little yeah compared to the things (laughs) that the rest of the team has seen but you get some sense of his story. Well, I don't. I didn't know much about his story at all, so you mm-hmm. may have already known all of this. But just like his dad being in mm-hmm. prison and his devotion, and his dad feeling like a burden, like yeah. leaving him behind. But he's committed to helping his mm-hmm. dad. And traditionally, his dad genuinely isn't guilty of the crime. It okay. was uh, another uh, in the kind of the canon of the Flash. Mm-hmm. It was the reverse Flash came back in time and kills Barry's mom, oh. and then his dad goes to prison for it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So that's why Barry sort of spends his whole life trying to become like a, uh, I don't know. It seems like, if we're being honest, becoming like a defense attorney might have been a better route. But he becomes a crime scene detective to okay. sort of help clear his dad's name. Yeah, I like, I thought that was cool. I yep. like the interactions with, um, I mean, he's just, he was like super excited to see Batman, which yeah. is a theme I've seen in, you know, other justice league stuff mm-hmm. like batman's deal yeah i see the bat signal and so he he was fun i like yeah. seeing him interact with them very funny uh-huh. I, uh directionally impaired which was funny multiple <laughs> yeah times. Like, yeah i hope i'm going east <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was it definitely added some more lightheartedness to some of the more intense yeah moments mm-hmm. about it um and also like he's like i could just use some friends like that yeah, was that kind was of nice. cute and, and relatable for me it was and i think for a lot of 
them because a lot of them are, well, all of them are isolated in their own ways. And Cyborg, I thought it was interesting because it gets to some of the ethical questions of technology. Like his dad was able to save him, but now he feels like an alien's inhabiting Mm. his body. He doesn't really know his powers. And And he doesn't have full control over the suit even. Even it tries to like attack Superman in automatic defense that happens a couple times where yeah. it turns into a weapon automatic enough. Yeah, and he kind of, like, at the beginnings, is angry with his dad that yeah. he's allowed him to become this monster mm-hmm. in his view. And so I think that's that's certainly relevant oh, question. Yeah. I could have used more Cyborg. Yeah, I've, That was too. the least explored character, I think. Yeah. And certainly, like, a lot of interesting themes going on there. So I could have used um, a little more Cyborg. Yeah, and I liked... I. I, I just really liked how he kind of slowly approached the role, but then steps mm-hmm. up to help and ends up being really key. I mean, oh, vital, he did Superman yeah. too, but he's really able to kind of separate the three energy boxes. Yeah. And so I thought I thought that was interesting. And visually, he's just, it's cool to see him, like, once he is fully himself, like, not hiding, like, in a hoodie or clothes yep. and, like, kind of, because it's, like, he seemed very isolated. And oh, yeah kept apart and people still think think he's he's dead dead. yeah so to see him kind of embrace himself as he is now Mm -hmm. i think that that's was kind of powerful to Mm -hmm. see that another cyborg scene that was cut from the trailer is that part where he sort of jumps in front of a truck that blocks a cop yeah yeah i'm realizing that about half the trailer didn't make it into the film yeah i feel so deceived i do too (laughs) well maybe we'll get that in the extended uh dvd version that's true and i think that like, on one hand, you don't want to see the whole movie and all the best parts before in the trailer, but right. it still is kind of weird. It's kind of like, what was the big thing from Rogue One that they cut? Oh, I, I rebel. Yeah, and then which that was, was the cut. best line like, in the movie. <laughs> There's also a cool scene in the Rogue One trailer where, uh, I don't remember, like a TIE fighter just like flies up really close. Yeah. Uh, and that part was cut out too, which, sorry to interrupt him, but, but it's weird still, that that happens. Yeah. It really... Our expectations were one way in it, yeah. and it wasn't that way. Um, we haven't talked about Aquaman much. Aquaman was pretty funny. Uh, another one who I think could benefit from a little more exploration. So I don't know if you gathered this from the movie, but Aquaman has a human father and a mother from Atlantis, uh, which like is important to understand, and I don't think was made really explicitly clear for people who maybe didn't know mm-hmm. beforehand. But he's the story of Aquaman is he struggles because he doesn't feel like he belongs to either community and is a bit shunned by both. Um, and that's really important and interesting, but not totally captured. No, the only reference to that was when Wonder Woman had her lasso around him, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've always felt, but I don't know, not knowing that background, if yeah. one would even catch that, he's like, I've kind of, I've been caught between two worlds mm-hmm. and I really like being part of a team and like, which that I liked that scene. I thought was that really was funny. sweet. Yeah, yeah I he's liked sitting that on it. I think. Yeah, I he's thought, sitting yeah. on it, and he just like says a bunch of yeah. stuff about what he thinks about them. Yeah, I like that. But I agree, and I would certainly like to learn more about him. And um, Mira was in such a short, oh. a small part. I thought I felt like they cut something that was in the trailers from her too. I, I saw, thought she'd have a bigger part. A part where she was out of the water. Yeah, like she has this sort of water bubble. Mm-hmm. which... I don't know that why Atlanteans would need a water bubble, to yeah. if we're being honest about it, besides <laughs> to make the dialogue clear for our viewers. Uh, but yeah, I thought in the trailer there was a scene where she was out of the water, but maybe I'm misremembering. Uh, that's what I remember, too. I wonder if 
Like, maybe, it's 110 minutes, which still, it's under two hours. I wonder if they just made a deliberate effort to not make it as long as some of their other movies after some complaints about, like, Batman vs. Yeah. Superman being too long. I've something. heard, too, that, and I don't know whether this is true totally or applies. Obviously, I'm not in the film industry. But I've heard, too, if, that if a production company feels like a film's going to be a flop, They'll cut the runtime as much as they can so they can fit in more showings oh. and try to squeeze more tickets out before people kind of catch drift that it's not true. Oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether or not that applies here. but Well, <laughs> I hope that we get more Aquaman. I Yeah, well, with this 40% rating, I'm not guessing this is going to be a huge success, which, of course, loyalty to DC, DC yeah. makes me a little bit sad. I did overall enjoy it, I should say. Like so some of the things like I said I didn't I didn't quite totally get, but it's also possible I'm just not connecting the bigger universe or something, but I overall liked it. It was fun to see the Amazons. Yeah, they were that, cool. That was interesting and the history yeah. of basically Superman was so much goodness in the world that they couldn't turn the world into hell until he was dead. Like yeah. that was kind of an interesting mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, that was cool. It was cool to see a Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, during one of the f- scenes from the past. That was neat. And even, I didn't know if that might have been part of why Wonder Woman was hinting at, like, at the end when they're like, there will be a table there. And with, and I think, oh, yeah, I think they more. say with, yeah, or, and she's like, or maybe more, or whatever, yeah. something like that. And I, did, I wonder I if it meant expanding. Together. I, like I could be making it up. <laughs> I like it. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, I feel like I have kind of, uh, haven't taken a strong stand a little bit too because I've kind of been all over the place, but I really, really liked it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it, I would probably give it an 8 out of 10. I thought it was pretty good. I think that if, so if you're ranking it with Batman versus Superman and Wonder Woman and the Superman movies, where would it fall? I think that Suicide Squad is the worst. Okay. And I think, Actually, Suicide Squad hasn't really held up for me in subsequent mm-hmm. viewings almost at all, unfortunately. I didn't watch it again, which I think it says something. Yeah. Uh, then <laughs> It af- was fine that time watching it. Like, yeah. I was, it was okay, mm-hmm. but like, I wasn't super excited to watch it again. So. Yeah. Then after that, I would put uh, Superman, Man of Steel. Okay. Oh, no. Actually, I think I'll put Batman versus Superman. Okay. And then Man of Steel, and then Justice League, and then Wonder Woman. Okay. That's best. Okay, so you really like Justice League. Yeah, like, I really yeah. did. I thought it was much better than Batman versus Superman. That's interesting. I really liked it, but I liked Batman versus oh, Superman. Oh, really? Interesting. And I don't know why. Maybe it's just because of what I was saying. Like, I have the type of attention span that I like when it focuses more yeah. on a couple of characters in depth versus, right. like, a bunch of them or Makes something sense. like that. I mean, Wonder Woman's my favorite of all of them. That That's an easy one to put in place oh, yeah. but otherwise i think I, I think it would then be batman versus superman and i haven't seen superman man of steel which is oh weird it's i have it on blu-ray so if you want yeah to i do want to borrow it because it it looks good it is pretty good i think i think that one might be rotten too on rotten tomatoes really but i think so but i don't think it's as low as justice League. <laughs> oh gosh I've I've seen some of the older Supermans, but I hadn't seen that one like when they used to be on TV or something. Oh, I think it will only pop up if you type in Man of Steel. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, this is the one from 1901, which is 93% fresh. Well, it's not really 1901, but I don't really hate it. um, Let's see. Man of Steel. Yeah, 55%. 55%. So better than than Justice League, still rotten. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. And they didn't like that because he was kind of evil towards the end. Was that uh, what people don't like? He the, at the end, there's a decision where he to spoil it for you. 
That's okay. He has to decide. Because I saw what happened right after okay. in Batman vs. Oh, yeah. Superman, right? It kind of picks up. Yeah. Okay. He has to decide whether to uh, kill General Zod or let a family get blown apart by General Zod's laser eyes. And he kills General Zod and has a very strong emotion, negative reaction to it. It clearly hurt him. Uh, and people said that was just too too dark. Oh, okay. That he would never kill for any reason. Okay. Well, and that was right some of the similar complaint about Batman yeah. versus Superman. One thing I will say as we're kind of wrapping up mm-hmm. here, I, I do find myself in comic book movies broadly growing very weary of the CGI armies. Yeah. They're boring. They mm-hmm. don't mean anything. I don't yeah. need to see so many parademons getting punched. That's true for Avengers and Avengers 2 and uh, not Civil War. Thor, Thor Ragnarok, that had that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets a little boring just to see tons of little nameless enemies that all look exactly the same. Yeah, and even Steppenwolf wasn't that interesting. I mean, nah. again, I, I maybe... It was interesting that he was kind of powerful and wanted to, like, in that way and was mm-hmm. kind of visually interesting yeah. but it wasn't it wasn't as involved as like i don't know like in wonder woman like dr poison is kind of an intriguing yeah. and some of the other enemy types mm-hmm. sometimes they can be as interesting as the heroes yeah. and so here there wasn't as much depth but again like it's hard to do that when there are that many characters and not make it yeah. a nine-hour movie if i had to pick like the next solo movie that i would want to see and i don't know what's planned so you it i would probably want to see more about the flash mm-hmm. or cyborg i mean aquaman for sure too but definitely cyborg and the flash seem i was really intrigued to hear more about these versions of them yeah i've seen some rumors and i don't know whether this is true but a main flash storyline is called flashpoint and the storyline of flashpoint i don't know if you're familiar but basically not really barry goes back in time to save his mom from being killed from reverse flash um, and he does so successfully, but in doing so, breaks like the whole universe. Mm-hmm. And so, like for example, one thing is that Bruce Wayne dies, and his dad lives instead. Oh my god! In the mugging, and becomes like a really dark, evil Batman that uses guns and just kills people, among tons of other changes. And Barry loses his power, so he can't go back and fix it again. Um, so people are thinking that they might use the Flashpoint to reboot the DC universe, since they've kind of worked themselves in some weird holes. With some of these movies that haven't done so well. Oh, interesting. And I, like, I, I you know. do know there's a sequel to Wonder Woman as planned. Yes. But there's a solo Aquaman movie too. Yep, I think so. And and there was talk of a Batman trilogy. So I don't yeah, know. because Affleck he wrote it, but stepped back from directing it. Yeah, and it seems like he doesn't. He kind of wants to get out of being okay. Batman too. I've seen rumors of other people being cast too. So. Oh, who would you cast as the next Batman? Hard to say. I actually really think Ben Affleck's pretty cool, Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But, uh, I've really reflected lately on whether or not I like Christian Bale or Ben Affleck, which I choose simply because they're the most recent contemporary yeah. live action Batman. And I actually think Christian Bale might be a slightly better Batman in hmm. my mind, which I wouldn't have said previously. And I need to reflect on that a bit more to decide whether I really feel that way, but I don't know. Which, of course, I didn't answer your question at all. I don't That's know. okay. I don't know who I I saw that going around Twitter, and I meant to ask our followers, too, about, like, who would you cast as the next Batman, but I couldn't find the original tweet, so maybe I'll just tweet it and give credit to whoever it was yeah. that said it. I don't remember who it was. Um, yeah, I hope there will be more Batman stories. It seems likely. That's been the pattern mm-hmm. for over 70 years. Yeah, so. that's true. And I guess, uh, of course, as we see in the end, on the second little teaser post-credit scene, uh, Deathstroke is there. Yeah. Who was supposed to be the main antagonist of the next Batman movie. 
they kind of summed it up. Yeah, so we should have at least that. Yeah. Which is cool. I don't know what's going to happen with the rumored, like, Batgirl movie. I mean, that was that was supposed to be after New yeah. 52 and Joss Whedon, and I don't I don't know where that's going to go. No. I would obviously love to see a live-action Batgirl yeah. movie that's focused on her. Yeah. Yeah, I would do it. She's, awesome. so, she's such a great character. It would be really cool. Mm-hmm. And even, I like saying more of Lois Lane. I think Amy yeah. Adams does a really great job oh, yeah. playing her. I just... Their story is just so compelling. So. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I know we've been all over the place, but those are our reactions. Yeah, that's all these usually are, is unstructured. Exactly. Unprompted thoughts reactions. Thoughts of yeah. stuff. Stream of consciousness. <laughs> Any closing thoughts about Justice League? Would you recommend a friend to go see I it? would recommend it. I would like to see it again. Yeah, I will too. probably purchase it because I will want to watch it again. And it's... It's fun. I like. I love seeing the characters interact, and overall, it's kind of interesting. I love seeing just the little snapshots of what each of them are dealing with, mm-hmm. and that's a kind of idea too. And thinking about psychology and mental health stuff, I was thinking you get inklings that each of them have those going on, but maybe not enough to yeah. speculate more about. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. my overall. I give it two thumbs up. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I would definitely recommend it, and I definitely, I'll probably see it again in theaters too, yeah. and then pick it up when it comes out on uh, Blu-ray. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll call it there. And thanks for tuning in and tweet at us or Facebook us to let us know uh, what you thought about Just League. Only if it's positive. No, <laughs> just kidding. Either way. All right. See you later, folks. Thank you for listening to the Jedi Council Podcast, a member of the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. You can find more information about our podcast or blog at www.jedi-council.com. If you would like to support the Jedi Council Podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Jedi Council. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers. Additionally, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help.